This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's hour five of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. We're live at the Globe in Arlington, and their annual awards are about to start out there in the outfield. Hundreds, if not a couple of thousands of, uh, you know, various season ticket holders, sponsors, VIPs, and players and their wives are, are positioned out there at the tables and, and ready for the greatest offseason in Texas Rangers uh, history to continue. I, I do believe we might hear from uh, either Rangers pitching coach Mike Maddox or third base coach Tony Beasley might be dropping by our broadcast position at any moment. Let's go ahead and hear from Woolchuck about what the conference title teams have taught us. What are they teaching us, Zach? Yeah, so this was an interesting article that I found from CBS Sports. It was three things that the conference championships teams have taught us about team building. And the first thing would be, and Brian, you're going to love this, obtain and keep as many draft picks as possible by any means necessary. There you go. The Chiefs and Lions have averaged over seven, uh, really about eight draft picks the past three years. The Ravens have averaged at least eight picks, and the 49ers as well over the last uh, eight years, as w- three years as well. So Kansas City traded Tyreek Hill in his prime. It netted them five selections, including the Dolphins' 2022 first-rounder. We know the Lions traded Stafford for Goff to get two first-round picks. Baltimore has capitalized on the compensatory pick system, unlike any other team. It's 54 comp picks since the inception of comp picks in 94 are the most in the sport. And Cowboys the, got to be top three in that, by the way. They probably are. Yeah. yeah. And the Ravens replenish their roster with young, cheap talent acquired via the draft. The 49ers, they're hiring uh, when it comes to, you know, being able to get the, the, the minority employees. They're yes. adding picks as well. Yes. You've had Mike McDaniel, Rand Carthon. That's where he was from. San, right. Francisco, San Francisco. We asked Francisco. about that. Right. And Martin Mayhew. They've been able to acquire third-round picks for those individuals going and getting GM or head coaching jobs elsewhere and then hitting on those picks. But it also allows you more wiggle room to not hit on picks as well. If you have the more picks, hey, let's say I've got eight. I hit on four. I bust on four. But at least I've got four starters now to contribute, and I've got four years of them on cheap contracts to fill a multitude of different positions. And all four of these teams that are here on Conference Championship Sunday have done an excellent job over the last three years of acquiring, keeping, and drafting a bunch of picks. It's a huge advantage. I love it. I also find it interesting that the F-them pick strategy worked as well. Yeah, Yeah. it did. It did. It did. Sure did. Hey, as as Steve says, But F-them picks worked, but you know what they did? They didn't have any top picks they hit in the middle of the draft puka nakua they hit tyron williams four guys that was like crazy if you're not going to have f them picks to start the you know at the top of the board and all of a sudden you're hitting in the middle of that thing man what a what a nice day of uh, of work you're doing there here's one that uh well the cowboys aren't really part of this is don't be timid about swinging for the fences Uh in 2020 what the niners do 
They trade for Trent Williams before the 2022 trade deadline. The 49ers sent multiple picks to the Panthers to then get Christian McCaffrey. In 2023, San Francisco gave $40 million guaranteed to get Javon Hargrave in free agency. And then this past October, they swung an in-season trade to land Chase Young from the Washington Commanders as well. All those transactions happened after the 49ers already had George Kittle. Debo Samuel, Fred Warner, and Brandon Ayuk, whom they also drafted in 2020. May seem backward, but the Chiefs swung for the fences as well with their idea to trade Hill. They could have easily blown up in their face. Instead, they won the Super Bowl and are a game away from getting back to that Super Bowl again. Lions went and got in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They also went ahead and uh, had a deal agreed to with the Vikings in the first round of 2022 to move up and take Jamison Williams, which included a third-round pick in return that they got that they have now acquired Joshua Pascal, who's a rotational defensive lineman for them as well. They also went ahead, traded back from number 6 to number 12, took Jameer Gibbs, not a popular pick at the time. They said, we don't care. Dude's been awesome. They, The extra pick that they acquired, Brian Branch, who they took at number 34. And they it's been stole absolutely him. fantastic. God, they stole him. They did. Mm. And then you look at the Ravens. After eventually getting the Lamar Jackson deal, they say, you know what? We're going to be aggressive. We haven't wanted to give you any help at wide receiver. Let's take Zay Flowers in the first round, and we'll spend $15 million on a one-year deal to go get Odell Beckham Jr. in free agency. So these teams have gone ahead and made moves that maybe the rest of the National Football League look at and say, eh, we wouldn't do that. They did it, and here they are laughing at everyone else because they're still playing on Conference Championship Sunday. you got to be aggressive, and not all of these things are going to work work but the teams that are aggressive and are willing to at least try more often than not are having further success than the team that is just across the road here from globe life field no you're right about that i I, the cowboys are too scared about what happens if we're wrong you know oh oh no now now we're in trouble in the salary cap and the other teams accept that risk as part of you know what what it takes to win the championship you you can't you can't be afraid of making a wrong decision and ending up with bad contracts two and three years from now you just it you you can't do that and and give yourself a good chance to win the super bowl anymore because there's too many teams that understand you need to be riding the yo-yo intentionally lose clear your bad cap space and then send bad cap space through the moon right and you get two years of that and then you have to take one year off and, and the smart teams definitely get that. For whatever reason, the Cowboys feel like, no, every year we got to be relevant and possibly making the playoffs. Either they're incompetent and don't realize that's a broken strategy, or, again, they're just trying to make the playoffs and maximize their revenue. I mean, it, that's, that's the only mystery with their philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like the, the security they have prevents them because they know they're going to have to deal with it. You know, the yeah. guy who's a little bit nervous, hey, I might end up, I might get fired here. Well, bleep it. I'll do all these crazy things because if I end up like I'm not having to deal with it at the end of the day, I will mm-hmm. just lose my job. I'll either be successful in going for the gusto yes. or I will end up being gone. But I'm not going to have to really sit in it because if it fails, then the next guy who comes in will deal with the salary cap and the bad contracts and no draft picks. But the Cowboys are like everything we do, we're, we're, we are going to have to deal with because yes. we're not going anywhere. Man, that's a great point. And then on top of that, it's a double whammy because not bringing in new people to your front office or keeping coaches for so long. Every time you go through a new hiring phase, it's an opportunity for a new knowledge base to come. It's an opportunity for one of these guys to bring somebody on his staff who has the next great idea. Mm -hmm. 
you know. So it's 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 a significant issue uh, with the Cowboys, and I think you can trace back their three decades of not winning a championship to you know the people with the last name Jones and this path that they've set out. Really, it's been what twelve years about since Stephen Jones took over to the extent that he did. Yeah. So you know, Dad was too reckless. Dad was too aggressive. Son's not aggressive enough. Then the third and final thing that these four teams have taught us about team building is always restock on the offensive line. And that's what we're looking at hopefully doing this offseason through the draft, which is a very good offensive line draft. But this time, uh, the Ravens have selected five offensive linemen in the past three drafts, including Tyler Linderbaum in the first round, who the Cowboys thought was too small. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, and left tackle Ronnie Stanley is the second highest paid player on the team. The Chiefs have spent two day two selections on blockers in the past three drafts and would not be Creed here Humphreys. without them. Yeah, Creed, Creed Humphreys, Humphrey and really Trey good. Smith. Yeah. Now, they also hit on them. Yeah. Right? So, like, this is, yes, they, they, you can draft them. And the Cowboys, to their credit, they actually have drafted some linemen. Draft well. They yeah. just haven't hit on those linemen, right? Maybe Awesome Richards turns out to be good. Yeah. I think TJ Bass is a starting caliber guard in the National Football League. He was undrafted. But the guys like Matt Farniak didn't seem to really work out for they them, can right? scout the hell out of the blue chip guys they, once you go to the second round at offensive line they lose their touch and mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what it is like maybe that's more finding gamers or, or people that have hidden strength but if you can measure a guy and he was great in college the cowboys will identify the hell out of those dudes and for that reason zach i think they should continue to draft them in the first round yeah it's like why would you go away from something that is your strength as a company i'm with you if you're a great at making blue jeans why would you decide to make clocks yes we're great at drafting offensive linemen if there's a hall of famer in the first round great we're gonna find that dude and if he's still on the board we're gonna take him but instead we're over here like taking guys with bad necks you know and and doing some weird stuff yeah that's your fastball and the cowboys should have an identity that their protection's going to be great, and they're going to knock the hell out of you in the run game. I love it. And you know what? If you have a good offensive line, you are going to win a lot of football games. The Niners we talked about, they traded for Trent Williams, but they've also selected two offensive linemen in two out of the last three drafts. The Lions are the most shining example of offensive line investment in this group. They've got three former first-round picks, and one of them is Panay Sewell as well, who they took number seven overall. But the offensive line, is extremely important, and that was an issue. I mean, it, it, it's crazy how this team went from they're the best offensive line in football to now they've got a lot of holes, and you're looking at Tyron Smith being older, and is he coming back next year? Zach Martin's getting older, and he's kind of co- talking about retirement, you know, as some of the whispers you hear. Biotish is a free agent, and they need to upgrade there. Mm-hmm. They paid Terrence Steele and could probably upgrade over him, but they're stuck with him now, yeah. and you got to hope that he just gets back to the player that he was prior to the injury, but that is certainly an, an area where it once was a strength, but now they need to restock and replenish that front five. Teams have gotten so good at covering the hell out of you and not committing extra guys to stop the run. So if, if your offensive line can't absolutely punish them for that, then you better hope your quarterback's a wizard dropping the ball into zones, into tight windows, in between levels, because he is playing against six dudes back there all game long if you can't run the ball Mm -hmm. um and patrick mahomes has kind of figured out how to do that a sustainable level and maybe even win another championship without great wide receivers you know which is which is a testament to his greatness we might be underestimating how much better he is than everybody else because there's nobody else in the league that can do what he he can do no it's mahomes Um, and then there's a big gap and it's everybody else but again to the point pacheco and then when their offensive line phased out 
they didn't say, okay, we're going to go cheap. They're like, who are the best guys on the market that we can yeah. get? We need yeah. to rebuild this thing They paid ASAP. Tooney. They went and moved to go get Orlando Brown Jr., who they mm-hmm. did lose this offseason. But, yeah, they went and attacked it, and that was even after they had paid Patrick Mahomes. So they yeah. didn't use the cap and always paid our quarterback as an excuse. They were like, we just got our ass kicked in the Super Bowl because our entire offensive line was broken. We need to fix that. And they were super aggressive to eventually get back there and win it again next year. So, I mean, it's concerning. Now, we've got uh, some bold predictions for this week's conference championship games. You guys tell me if you're buying or selling these. The Ravens' number one defense will sack and turn over Patrick Mahomes multiple times. Are we buying the GOAT getting sacked or intercepting, fumbles, whatever it is, against this vaunted Ravens' number one attack with Kyle Hamilton, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, and company? I will, I'm going to say I'm going to go fart on that, Walchuk. I, uh, I have too much respect for Pat Mahomes. I, I do have a ton of respect for this Ravens' defense, but Pat Mahomes and his ability to avoid being sacked is freaking out of this world amazing and I, I saw something comparing like one of that was one of the things that made dan marino so great mm-hmm. in his time where he went 19 consecutive starts without being sacked what he was he was he was being sacked at a ridiculously low rate and we know we've learned over the years like sacks are you know it's it's still on the offensive line to an extent but they're also a quarterback stat if you're a quarterback that's getting sacked a lot that's part it's it's kind of a you yeah. problem and so one of the things and, and Mahomes checks off every freaking box and one of the boxes that doesn't really get highlighted enough is his ability to avoid being sacked it's just freaking ridiculous pressure yes sacks no okay that's where I'm going yeah the play that he made Sunday where he runs to the sideline and then like throws it down yeah. and he turns to the rusher he's like good try yeah. you know yeah. it, it, it does take a hell of a play to yep. sack Patrick Mahomes I'm with Brian I think maybe they'll get a couple of sacks but the, the turnovers would only come if he's down like double digits with three minutes to go yeah and you just got to throw YOLO, Yolo ball yep. yeah. no doubt I'm with or you on that dunking off his guy you know they're off their hands or whatever oh, we've yeah. seen that happen to him this year we have. But I mean my favorite play from last week was him in the pocket getting the pressure having to step up being hit and like running forward and and sending it 40 50 yards exactly to MVS it was amazing Valdez Scantling finally caught the ball yep but it's like my gosh dude those kind of plays right there would just it would make a defender want to just say why am I even trying and just here? his arm strength without even being set in the pocket he can just flick it and that ball is going 50 yards down the field all right how about we stay in this game I told you yesterday Andy Reid 5-0 and in the postseason against his former assistants John Harbaugh becomes the first former Andy Reid assistant to defeat Big Red in the postseason on Sunday with the Ravens advancing to the championship worked with both guys so love them both and uh but yeah this is the time when Harbaugh gets them this is where in the Kansas City uh this is when the Kansas City train ends in uh, in Baltimore. Yes, Andy will lose to Harbaugh on this one. As I stated in crosstalk, or maybe the opening segment, I forget it was been a long time ago by now. We see how important the quarterback is, and and how they they can transform a losing situation into a winning one. And we've seen Patrick Mahomes has that up until last week. And I don't know how much great playoff football we've seen from Lamar Jackson. Mm. Yeah. And it's no strike against him. It's it's possible to be one of the absolute greatest players in the world, two-time MVP. And uh, when when the game is on the line, Patrick Mahomes will rise to the top. That is absolutely false, Wolchuk. All right. Yeah, man. This is this is so tough. I, I am banking on the team that has been the best throughout the year, and we know the flaws of the Chiefs. People wondered whether they'd even get to this point, uh, but Pat Mahomes has been the difference. And this, uh, I, I am going to pick the Ravens here, but it is, it's frightening. 
when you're going up against a goat level dude like Pat Mahomes. But no Joe Thune, I think, is really, really big. And how about this, man? The Ravens, this should comfortably be the best team Mahomes has ever faced. They're top 10 all time by the DVOA measurement. Mm. Um, and they've destroyed, I mean, they've destroyed basically outside of the, the Rams and outside of their in-division opponent who had a really, really dang good defense, and that was a weird game. Browns. Uh, the Browns. Browns got them. You know? yep. and, then, and I guess you could even say earlier in the season the Steelers. But, like, by and large, you're talking about the Ravens just boat racing. Uh, really, really good team after another. Above 500 team, playoff team, great offense, doesn't matter. We're smoking you. We're not beating you. We're smoking you. And even if we're going into your house, San Francisco, on Christmas, we're going to take your lunch money. And on a short week, we'll turn around and do it to you, Mike Mm -hmm. McDaniels, this awesome high-flying offense. I just feel like this is, from top to bottom, this is the best team in the league. Uh, But so much of it comes down to, did your quarterback show up? And you know you got the quarterback showing up in in Pat Mahomes. You do. But can things get weird on you if you're Baltimore there? Wouldn't shock me, but I'm going with the Ravens. Just they are the better team. Yeah, it just seems like maybe this is Lamar Jackson's time to put himself into that conversation of the elite quarterbacks as well. The issue has been in the postseason. Can he do it on Sunday? We will see in the NFC matchup. No running back has had over 100 yards against the Lions this season. Christian McCaffrey will become the first. Ooh. um, Gosh, I guess I'll I'll go fart on that. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. CMC doesn't have 100 yards. I don't think they win if he doesn't. Really? I, I I think they have basically, they have so much in the way of advantage with the Niner offense versus the Detroit Lion defense, I think they can pretty much do what they want to do from that standpoint. And Debo's confirmed. Debo is playing. Debo is going to be playing. Yeah, and we'll see what version of him they get. Uh, But I do think the Niners have a a healthy advantage with their offense versus Detroit's defense. And, uh, you know, the the other side of the ball is the more interesting one to me. Yeah. Because I think Detroit's offense also has some big advantages versus San Francisco. I'm going to say that he does get 100 yards, and I bet you half of it comes on one on one run. Ooh, okay. And then you know it's a big, it's a one of those 60 something yard runs, and then he kind of, but I think they, yeah, I think they kind of figure some things out. I'm going to say yes, he's going to get it, but I'm hoping they don't win the game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You got big, big doings with this game. A lot of stuff on the line. I'll say he gets it. I, I don't, I don't respect the Detroit defense that much. All right, and the final thing here: Brock Purdy throws his first interception of the postseason, but San Francisco still finds a way to win. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I could, I, I don't know. He, he could easily. Heck, he should have thrown what three the other day. I mean, uh, Savage, Savage breaks in front, drop the ball. Savage gets pick six against Dak, and he drops the ball. Would have been another pick six. Mm-hmm. In that game, it, it, just bad things happen. Yes, he's going to throw an interception, maybe two in this game. Yeah, I mean, Broadus. so this is interesting. With the way this Survivor thing works out, it's sort of like me and Broadus are going head-to-head and Wolchuk and, yeah, and Dawson are going I, head-to-head. I'm stuck with the Ravens here based on the draw. Yeah, you got Ravens. Dawson's got Chiefs. We know Broadus has Detroit. I got I'm the I'm happy Niners, about my team. But I am nervous. Do you, do you have the do you have this the, the, the TOD feeling with, with the Lions? Because that's what's, what's scaring me. Yeah, the team of destiny. Like, are they... I kind of feel that with the Lions and the Ravens a little bit. You know, like, the Lions are on such a magical run here, and the Ravens seem like everything's falling into place for Lamar, and, and it's their time as well in the AFC. But, hell, they could both end up being the losers in this one, and I still wouldn't be shocked. 
I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of going through what's happened since they played the Cowboys, and it was 20-19. to 19. Easily they could have won. I think they beat the Vikings, and, you know, they beat the Rams, and they beat the Buccaneers. I, I think this is more close to, like, a team about as good as Green Bay. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's about, like, a wild card team that's going into San Francisco. You know, and I, I think it could end up be, it, it being a, a little bit of a boat race situation, Chief. Oh, wow. Chuck. Yeah. Gosh, I hope I hope that wasn't the kiss of death for my Niners there. Mm. My gosh, I need this one. I need <laughs> this one. Uh, that is it. We do have news, though. Michigan's got their new man. Offensive line coach, It right? is uh, their offensive coordinator slash offensive line coach, Sharon Moore, is going to be the new head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. He went unbeaten during that four games without Jim Harbaugh this year. So, Sharon Moore, congratulations. You are now the new head coach of the defending national champion, Michigan Wolverines. Thank you, Wolchuk, for all those uh, interesting questions, football thoughts, and, and breaking news. Absolutely. All, all wrapped into one segment. That was glorious. We're live at the Globe here. Rangers annual awards happening in center field before too long. And uh, when we come back, uh, Chief, it's time for a Friday news dump, right? Yes, sir. Let's send the Tolos into the weekend with the most pertinent information that you need to get through your Saturday and Sunday next year in the nation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on The Fan. We are live at the Globe. Chief has a Friday uh, news dump here coming in just a second. An update on the Lucas story. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817-333-3333. Jump online to truckwreck.com. Rangers Awards tonight. Uh, our boss man, Gavin Spittle, is in the house. 
There's Jim Cochran, uh, the, the director of, of revenue here, and a number of other uh, Rangers dignitaries and, and ambassadors of the game. We thank them for having us out. Here's uh, Eric Chiafalo with that news dump. Yes, sir. Okay, we got plenty to get to here, uh, and we're going to hear from – uh, we got some quotes, at least, from the guy who got kicked out of the AAC the other night, thanks to Luca. Ooh. Uh, and so we might as well start there. We have uh, some sound. This was Luca last night uh, on TNT with the NBA on TNT crew, and they uh, the, the subject was brought up of him throwing out the Suns fan. And this was uh, this is Luca on, on the subject. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask you this, because when you get online today, <laughs> you're all over the place for this. Whatever happened in Dallas last night with the Phoenix Suns fan who you wanted out of there, what was what was the deal there, Luca? Yeah, I mean, it was the whole game, you know, a little bit, but uh, I was really frustrated, you know, we were losing. I twisted my ankle in the second half, so in the first half, it was just a lot of emotions. Uh, but, yeah, uh, probably shouldn't have done that. So when I'm wrong, I admit it, so probably shouldn't have done that. But it was just the whole game going on. Okay, um, you know, I, I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ernie. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, Ernie, uh, Ernie, Ernie did the journalistic, uh, journalistically responsible thing in asking Absolutely him the sort did. of tough yep. question, and mm-hmm. and he apologized. So kudos to Luca. He's at least acknowledging, hey, what I did was wrong. Yeah, okay, we still got to figure out how to act in those situations, but at least he knows that he wasn't in the right. Now we have some quotes from the man him, uh, himself who got kicked out. This is the fan, right? Yes, and it might be a case of he said, she said. I don't know. Maybe Luca hurt somebody else, or uh, maybe Luca still isn't being totally honest. You know, and I would say part of getting better is going to require total honesty. Um, and only only Luca and this gentleman Kenneth Rowe know for sure. Maybe those that were sitting around him. Maybe we should ask the great Zero. The great Zach Rowe. Yeah, I think we might oh. be getting a Mad Dog situation approaching oh. uh, the broadcast. A mad position. Dog Russo? I think not, <laughs> not a Mad kidding. Dog Russo. Uh, okay. Mike Maddox. Well, oh, Mike Maddox if if Mike man. Maddox sits down, we'll conclude this uh, this story in this Friday news dump when we're uh, uh, done chatting with him. But, yeah, Kenneth Rowe says he looked up at it from his phone during his, his team's eventual win against the Mavericks and saw Luka Doncic pointing and staring at him. But the things that led to that event and what's happened today are also interesting. He joined Arizona Sports Bickley and Marota on Friday and said, I'm not going to start some beef with Luca. I get it. Um, Might have been a lot of frustration, and I'm sure it was. I may have poked the bear there, and I'm sure there was just some frustration. I get it. And I think I got my money's worth from the portion of the game that I saw. I don't think I'm going to ask for a refund. Um, But coming down here, he says – that after an usher near his seat first gave him a warning after the treadmill comment, he quieted down, wanting to remain at the game. So when the treadmill thing happened, he says, I was compliant. I don't want to kicked out. I don't want to be a hooligan or someone who's running his mouth. So that was late second quarter. We're into the second half. He's not saying anything. He's looking at his phone, and he says, I look up, and there's kind of a buzz around the section. Like, there's something going on. And I was like, what's going on? And I look up from my phone, and Luca is looking at me, and I was just a deer in headlights. He said he was soon asked by another usher to leave his seat, escorted off the concourse and out of the arena. Once outside on a sidewalk, he was trying to contact his friends still inside to tell them he'd left when another employee on the arena told him he had to leave the property entirely. Wow. He went across the street to watch the, the end of the game. Doncic bristled, and after the game said he was cursing me the whole first half. Um, Rose said, we, we saw the quote that went viral. That was the jab. In terms of FU, whatever, it, I, it wasn't anything like that. That quote that went viral, that was the only thing I said I directed at Luca, to be honest. 
and it struck a nerve. Okay. Well, very good. Mm. Uh, it's it, it's nice to get some level of uh, you know Clarity. different perspective yeah. on on this deal. And I guess he did actually get pulled out of the arena, unlike we we, we thought maybe he didn't actually get kick, uh, kicked out. But uh, we do have we have Mike Maddox, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there he is. This is fantastic. All right, I, I believe for the third time in recent months, Rangers pitching coach Mike Maddox set to join us now here on your home of the Rangers. Got his suit on as we're here at the Globe for the Rangers annual awards. And a good evening, sir. Thanks for joining us here on your home of the Rangers. Oh, you bet. Thanks for having me, man. It's a great night here uh, celebrating some pretty good things out here at Globe Life Field. So who are your guys that are taking home some hardware this evening? Man, I know who I'm taking or who I'm giving it to. But I think we got a list of guys uh, between um, Corey and Dunning and Simeon and you know, the list goes on. Leo getting one. So a lot of presenters, a lot of guys getting awards. So the uh, the reliever that you got um, recently here in the news. David Robertson. Ro- Robertson. Robertson. High Sox, yeah. yes. Is this the guy that could be getting an award next year? Is he official? It's official now. Okay. So, so I can, we, we got permission. I think we can, we can talk about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I know he had a physical today and. I saw him um, after the physical, so the results were not in, but you're telling me they're in? That's that's what the team website's putting out All there. Right. Well, good guy to have. Good guy to have. Been around the horn, pitched in big moments, big cities, um, big uh, big things down there, and um, he's going to help us. How much of that is a part of the evaluation now when it's like it's a championship standard? The, the idea is you're going to be playing. If you're playing for the Rangers, you're going to be playing in big moments and knowing that maybe maybe you're not a 162 dominant household name, but we've seen the makings of a guy who in these moments sort of takes his game to another level. How important is that in the evaluation these days? Well, I think it's big because you've been there, done that, and those are the guys that are going to help the guys along. I mean, what Will Smith did last year for our guys, you know, Will won three rings in a row. Yeah. And uh, so he knew exactly what it took, what it smelled like, what it tastes like, and how to pass it on. And I think that um, Dave Robertson offers that, man. He's, um, you know, pitched in a Bronx Zoo and pitched uh, over with the Mets, you know, so he's got the big apple twice and he's had a nice career, and we're looking to get a little more out of him. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about the baseball questions. How do we settle up in golf? This, uh, how, Do we have a successful <laughs> offseason of golf? Are we behind? Are we going to have to have some playoff checks to make sure that we cover some of our uh, golf bets this, uh, this past uh, offseason? Well, you know, number one, we got started a month late, but that's okay. That's okay. That's mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. And then um, after the, um, you know, a lot of handshaking going on, and, yeah. you know, uh, once the – it calmed down a little bit, started playing a little golf, and then the weather got lousy. Oh, no. And um, we were closed for, been closed for last week, or 10 days anyway. With, so uh, the damage isn't ice. bad then, huh? Did you did you hurt some people with your, with your game, uh, taking I, out of their pockets? I got my butt kicked. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. I just say that. I'm not good right now. With this weather, though, anxious to get out to Arizona, get started on this, or? Uh, you want well, to enjoy the off a little more. You know, it's been such a busy off season on a personal end. You know, I've got a younger daughter getting married next Saturday. Congratulations. So, uh, thank you. It's taking a lot of time and energy. So I think um, once we're done with that, then I'll start thinking about spring training. Now, everybody's talking about, you know, how this pitching staff can be in the second half of the season. What, mm-hmm. what are you doing talking to the guys about preparing them to get to that point when you're going to get some reinforcements around, what, July or so? Well, we're hoping so. Keep the fingers crossed that we're uh, – 
you know, get uh, more full strength. And you think about the trade deadline. We're looking at a health deadline. You know, if we get those guys back, <laughs> we're going to be pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, how do we hold the fort until then? It's no do no different than what Dane Dunning did last year. You know, sure. guys get an opportunity. They step up. They uh, prosper. And the team just rocks and rolls. And we don't skip a beat. That's what we're looking forward to. We've done it once. We can do it again. Is there? Are we keeping our fingers crossed and doing like a Jordan Montgomery dance, or is this is this not going to happen? Or what's expectations now from Gosh, for you? man, I'm, I'm speaking out of school if I comment on it at all. But okay, boy, he sure was good for us last year. He yeah, was. he was. Yeah, sure he was. was so clutch. He's been really good with you too, as you talked to us about uh, back in December. But we were talking with Josh Young earlier, and it seems like after tonight. This is kind of the last of, all right, we're celebrating 2023, but then it's on to 2024. Mm -hmm. And what we did last year does not matter. Is it the same vibe for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, when we open up against the Cubs here uh, at the end of March, they they do not give a darn about what happened last year. You know, everybody wants to get off on the right foot, you know, get off to a hot start, get some momentum going. So what happened last year, that's last year. And I think about Babe Ruth's favorite or famous quote about yesterday's home runs don't count today. Yeah. That's kind of where we're at. It's Mike Maddox here with you on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, how much, I want to say this with respect to the guys that won the World Series, but how much is your, how much better is the bullpen now? Um, on paper, we've um, solidified, we've gotten strong. You know, well, we're a couple guys that are not returning, we're big pieces of us. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think we get a uh, healthy LeClerc um, all year. You know, he really regained his health, you know, at the end of last year and was lights out. Uh, Saborzi really came through. And I think what he did in the postseason is just a stepping stone for his greatness. Um, Dave Robertson's been there, done that. So uh, I think um, we're looking pretty solid right there. Now we got some other contributors that are going to come up. Somebody's going to have a big year and be our diamond in the rough or it's okay to have two diamonds in a rough. Yeah. Or even yeah. Four, you, know? <laughs> yeah, you got that with Cody Bradford last year, certainly. How much do you kind of have your eye on some of your minor league prospects that could come up and, and be a piece of that for you? We're looking at them. I saw a couple guys throw today and, uh, you know, some promising arms. So some of our guys are young. And, you know, you'd like for those guys to force their way up here. But um, you have to give them time to develop. And if they do that and they can fast forward, come here and help us out in the pinch here and there, because somebody's going to get hurt and somebody's going to have to be replaced and somebody's going to have to get an opportunity to go out there and um, show what they can do. So we got to get those guys ready for their opportunity. It's been a while since we've seen a pitcher come up in this system and be the guy. You know, do, do you have the makings of that potentially down there right now? Man, I hope so. I'm not familiar with it. I kind of got lost last year in what we were doing up here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I you know, I, I like looking at those minor league guys, and I remember the first time you were around, and, you know, we, we had high hopes for so many of them. And, you know, some of them have come through and been good contributors. But and the really exciting thing about this right now is Young and Langford and Carter and what that young infusion of, of star players can do for an organization. It's, it's starting to look like what the Astros put together six or seven years ago, and I'm just projecting into the future, trying not to get too excited, Mike. Oh, yeah. If you get that core, and your core is, you know, three or four guys, and then as they age, you get a, another core that, you know, now those guys turned into semi-veterans, and you got the new youth group, and then you still got the veterans. I mean, we got up the middle, we got Corey and Marcus, you know. Mm-hmm. That's some seasoned veterans. And then you got, like, Josh Young, Nate Lowe on the corners. The, there's your 
you know, one rookie and a three-year guy. So they're young yet, but then you get Evan Carter that, you know, just, Unreal. boy, he was our savior. Lad. You know, sure. we call him the savior. It yeah. what, a, what an impact he made. Leo's young. Odalis is a, he's a three-year player. Um, so we got a good blend of, of youth to replace our older guys. So that next wave is going to be interesting. What are you thinking about with this Astros rivalry? I mean, it should be bigger and better than ever, right? I didn't realize it was a rivalry. Okay. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what we want to do to them. Yeah. <laughs> We're we the lead dogs them? now. Let's what, stomp them. Yeah. Let's stomp them. Let's get that silver boot home. What are we drinking on tonight? Um, something cold. I'm not quite sure what okay. it is. <laughs> uh, I, I saw Bochy just say it looks like the entire coaching staff is going to be returning. The importance of like the continuity from a coaching standpoint. Yeah. How much? To, how, how how important is that? Uh, I think it's important to the players. You know, to you get a message and the message works and everybody uh, buys into it, and it's good to just reinforce that same same type of message. If they see continuity on the on the, the staff in, it's going to develop and bleed continuity into the players in. So, I think it's healthy. Um, consistency is um, a very very big asset in our game understanding that turnover is also going to happen and sometimes uh, the turnover keeps people pushing yeah. so as long as we have these seasoned coaches that push 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 it it kind of pulls the other guys along shoot you mike as a as a coach though you're a teacher mm-hmm. you really are a teacher and, and and do you like teachers do you get together and have a syllabus or a game plan in your mind? Do you have something like, okay, this year I wanted to get this done. I wanted to accomplish this. Do you have to go back and reevaluate? You're, you're so great at your job, but do you always have to kind of reinvent yourself a little bit every year as you get ready for one of these campaigns? That's a fair question. Um, I kind of, uh, you know, I have a, a direction I want guys to go, but it, it might be, you know, 15 to 20 different syllabuses, you know, sure. to, for this guy, for that guy, for that guy. So you got to really identify who can handle what, and you can't overwhelm some guys with certain things or information. And some guys you got to push hard. Some guys you got to pull. Right. And um, some guys you just set back and stay out of their way. Right. So, uh, you know, the, we all have a direction we want to go, which is up. Right. And we want the players to go up. And if you're a, uh, a medium player wants you to be good. If you're a good player, wants you to be great. If you're a great player, wants you to be an all-star. Right. So we always try to strive for that next level. Rangers pitching coach Mike Maddox. Man, I, I just love having you in this position. I, yeah. I love that you're back. I mean, when you came back, we talked to you, and we just talked about how amazing it was. And there's going to be a lot of people to get credit for this in this this championship. But we, we know how important you were, and we'll yeah. make sure nobody ever forgets it, man. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. You bet you. There thank he you, is. Coach. The great Rangers pitching coach Mike Maddox who is part of the staff that has come back and delivered the first World Series championship to the Texas Rangers. He's about to go see his guys get some awards here. Live at the Globe, in the outfield, is the Rangers' annual awards. And then he's got a wedding to get to uh, next weekend for his daughter. And then we'll see him out in Surprise, Arizona. Pitchers and catchers reporting, I believe, coming up on Valentine's Day. Maybe the day before, day after, give or take. Okay. uh, That's Fat Tuesday. Nice. Oh, I love a good Fat Tuesday. Yeah, we'll celebrate. Thanks to the Rangers for having us out. We're back to Crosstalk with the Get Right. See what they have cooking next to the nation. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, Dan Hunt at FC Dallas says everything's still wide open when it comes to possibly hosting the World Cup final. Everybody officially tied to either USA Soccer or FC Dallas or AT&T Stadium is just in denial mode. Yeah. Um, but a, a, an international reporter has has blown this story up twice, once about six months ago, once just a couple of days ago, that it's going to be AT&T Stadium. God, but so uh, awesome. Yeah. But Danny, amongst those, uh, giving a, giving a, well, we don't know. You know, we'll just have to see. Mm. Uh, and maybe they don't know. You know, maybe this reporter, Martin, or something or another in, in, uh, in, in uh, Europe, knows that it's it's going to happen and, and nobody else has been informed of the situation uh, but it would be exciting you know even if you just get the semifinal, it's going to be great so mm. i'm not too worried about it but dang it if it's the final it would be they're, they're writing a story in the morning news it'd be like eight super bowls in one i think that's what what jerry yeah. jones said at one point as uh, the get right joins us now here and a good evening gentlemen how the heck are you yo what's happening fellas hey man we're just uh having a good time here soaking up the world series vibes uh, chris are you doing a show here tomorrow Yes. Right on. Doing the, yeah, it's uh, pretty doing great. The they fan have a jam with Will Chambers. Yeah, they, they, uh, they're going to have the, uh, the fan fest going on at the same time. I heard they're going to bring a, a Rangers player by maybe every hour tomorrow. So it's it going to be, be nice. some must and content. And it's just an incredible broadcast position here right behind home plate in a, in a field-level suite. So it's been a special afternoon for us. What's, what do you guys have planned tonight? Uh, coming up at 7.20, uh, as Kyrie Irving misses this game with that right thumb sprain, uh, are Kyrie's injuries an issue for this Mavericks team? We'll do that mm. at 7.20. Yeah, you know, he's not the most durable player. You know, I, I think it's unfortunate, you know, you, you look back at the last, well, just our lifetimes, you know, and at one point, like, the Spurs could have won titles. Duncan's hurt. Ginobili's hurt. Parker's mm-hmm. got a sprained ankle now with the Lakers and, you know, Anthony Davis, I don't think if he was healthy, they'd still be that, that great of contenders. But, you know, I, I, I think it's not ideal because if one of these happens in the playoffs, you could all of a sudden go from looking like uh, a massive contender. And I, I don't feel like any of them are, are preventable. You know, he's just a, just a little bit more injury prone than, than the next guy. That sounds like an interesting conversation. I always love listening to you guys talk hoops. Now, what do you think about this story from Michael Gelkin today with the Cowboys? Cowboys hitting financial reset at running back is this the, the right thing to do gentlemen kind of give me a little more detail i haven't seen it yet you said uh, reset of, is he talking about uh we're definitely not going to pay a bunch of money is that what you're trying to say mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, they're, they're, they're the the trend's been i think for five years now a 10 million dollar back zeke and then pollard yeah the gelkin story is like they're going to draft at least one maybe two oh, and, and look to go budget most, on it that's the most logical way to go we were talking about this last night to me you get you a, a feature back out of the draft. He's on a rookie deal. 
You still utilize Pollard as the starter if you want, but you utilize Pollard the way you used him, not this season, but those other previous seasons. He doesn't need 20 carries. You use him in situations. I use him as a change of pace, but you do not use him on goal lines. You do not use him for the dirty yards. You do not use him as a feature back if he do, if he wants to return for the low price of $6 million a year, which I think he would because he's not the kind of guy that says, hey, I'm a feature back. I'm trying to make this big money. He's, he made his big money on a, on, a, on, a, on a franchise tag. In other words, you follow what I'm saying? He's not this guy who wants to be uh, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and I mean, you, you look at the way that this team is situated right now with their, you know, their cap sheet. Running back is a position where you can absolutely get value and get production from with, with lesser pay. And so it, may, it feels like you almost have to in order to try and make ends meet elsewhere on the roster. So, yeah, no, it seems like the right way to go about it now, of course, that puts the onus on the front office, on Stephen Jones, on Will McClay, and the rest of this organization to make sure they hit at running back with who they, who they do select. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how this position evolves, you know, because I, I think there's examples. It's hard to predict who's going to be the guy that's worth, you know, that, that sort of a contract, that much of your salary cap too. But if you can run it for over four and a half, if you can be a threat in the passing sure. game, give me, mm-hmm. you know, 70 catches and eight or 900 yards. And if you can pass protect, then I, I think it's still out there. But the, the job is, is more difficult and more demanding than ever. And even the Cowboys now, perhaps one of the last holdouts, are taking their chips off the table relative to running back. Hey, like I, I said, you can get a really good running back on a rookie deal. You don't have to yeah. spend a first or second round pick. In other words, you don't have to spend this money on King Henry on his last legs and give him, you know, eight or nine million dollars for nothing. I mean, even though he would solve the problem, I think you can get a, a really good running back. In fact, last year I wanted them to get if they weren't going to go out, if they weren't going to figure out a way to bring back an Ezekiel Elliott type, I wanted them to get the Bijan Robinson. Only because he'd be on the rookie deal and you keep his hand, keep him out of Philadelphia's clutches. Because I was afraid that they yeah. had those two picks and they might use one on Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson would be a nice fit on this team if he were here. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Have a great night. Have a good weekend. Appreciate you, fellas. There they go, Reggie and CA. The get right seven to eleven tonight. Thanks so much to Lucius Alexander and Carter Freeman back there in the Pimp Cup, and the Pimp Cup adjacent. Thanks to Woolchuck Chiafalo and Brian Broadus. Until Monday at 2. Oh, yes, thanks to Ruben Portillo here, Remote Engineering Live at the Globe. And thanks to the Rangers for having us out. Till Monday at 2, you're going home with the G-Back Nation Eddies. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 